Hello, my friends and fellow creatives. I am Bethany Gear, author of thislittleestate.com, and this is my brand new podcast. Each week, I will share expert advice and tried and true tips on how to get the most out of your creative endeavors. I want to encourage you to grow your creative business while building the life and home you've always wanted. My hope is that today you feel refreshed and that you leave here filled up with ideas and inspiration. So let's get right to it. So we are living in an era where everyone is obsessed with plants. It is the year of the crazy plant lady and for good reason. Plants not only make a space look beautiful and add some life to it, but they actually help clear the air and make it nice and healthy for you. So today I'm going to talk about all things plants, how to keep them alive, and how to best treat them in your home. I'm going to talk about what you're going to look for when you are searching for the perfect plant for your home. If you are a newbie plant person or if you are a tried and true crazy plant lady, you may already know these things, but I'm just going to overview for all of those who have never really gone on that adventure of real plants and they're still rocking the faux plastic ones everywhere, which there's no shame in that, my friends. I've got lots of fake plants around my spaces too, but I want to add more live pieces to spaces because I really feel like it just adds that pop of color, that pop of life, and it actually is, like I said, so healthy for us to have plants that are helping us clear the air. So the main things you need to look for when you are buying a plant is you need to look at the shape of a plant. So ensure that maybe your plant has a good shape, but also look for bushy plants and avoid those that are leggy or spindly. So Right, we're going to go for the most attractive one we can find. <laughs> Next, we're going to look at the potting mix. So test the potting mix simply by putting your finger inside of the container that it's in. It shouldn't be soggy and it shouldn't be very dry. If it is either of those things, it just means that this plant has probably not been cared for very well and it might already have damage done to it that you do not want to take home and try to nurse back to health. So also, you're gonna be taking a look at the roots of your plants. So if there are lots of roots visible on the top of the potting mix and underneath the bottom of the pot, this pot is actually called pot bound. So it's going to be really hard to get out of that pot and replant it in soil. So um, yeah, it's not gonna be in peak condition because those roots are gonna be bound up and not easy enough to untangle. Um, so you're also gonna look at the leaves of your plant and check if they are fresh and if they have a good color, if they are any um, yellowing or brown leaves, you're going to want to take into consideration that this plant might need a little bit more care because it's not in optimal health. Um, while you're touching those leaves, make sure you turn them over upside down and look for any uh, little bugs or pests that might be stuck on them that might be causing them sickness or you might bring that sick plant into your home again. It will be hard to keep it alive. So um, my best bet for plants is to go to a garden center or a nursery or a florist who really knows their stuff and they've been taking great care of the plants um, before they've been transferred over to your care. Now in the summer months, we're coming into summer and I am so excited to get plants into my home, more pops of green everywhere. And, uh, but you do need to be careful in those winter months when you are buying a plant and uh, they offer to wrap it for you please take advantage and get that plant wrapped up. You might think it it uh, is going from point A, the, the store where you're buying it, to point B to the inside of your home, and you know, it, that drive in the car won't be too hard on it, but actually plants can get shocked um, by the sudden change in temperature and location. And if they are too cold, then they will probably die on you. They will have so much damage already done to them. So when you bring them home again, they'll be super hard to keep healthy and alive. So this next plant tip is something that I've only been doing for the last few years and I've had a great um, response from my plants because of it. So before this, I was kind of known as the one with the black thumb, not the green thumb. My husband and kids joked that I would walk through a nursery and plants would so slowly wither and die 
in the shadow of my presence. <laughs> and now, over the years, I've learned these tips, and that's why I want to share them with you guys today. So most houseplants come in, like, those potted plastic um, plant containers. You need to take them home and make sure that they actually have drainage in the bottom of them. So um, when they have drainage, they can they won't have root rot because their roots won't be bound and stuck in water. So you're gonna ensure that the plastic pot that you're going, that they're already in, fits into a pot that you want to use. Um, so you can repot it too. If your plant is sold in only one of those ornamental pots, you can repot it into a plastic pot with drainage holes before um, concealing it into one of those like nice, nice pretty pot. So you might do a wicker basket or you might do a ceramic pot, whatever that might look like for you and whatever style fits your home. So not only is like proper drainage necessary for plants so they don't um, wither up and die, but where you place it in your home is really important. Now that was a big mistake I always made. I wanted to put it front and center, maybe on my dining room table or my coffee table or somewhere visual. But if that space has a draft at all, or the temperature fluxes or it gets direct sunlight um, in the morning and only filter sunlight in the afternoon, your plant won't know what to do with itself. So most plants, especially house plants, do well when they are in indirect or filtered light out of direct sunlight. Um, and most plants are usually best placed around three feet or about one meter away from a north, east, or west facing window. So you're gonna wanna keep in mind that the light can change during the day. Like I was saying about putting my plant on my coffee table and uh, depending when you have the windows curtains drawn or not, you're gonna have to take that into consideration when you're putting your plant in a space and giving it a home. Now, some plants actually do not like being moved. Once they're in that spot, they absolutely love it. And so that is the trouble with a fiddly figs, which are so gorgeous and so popular right now. Um, people are always trying to just find that perfect location in their home and then you put it there and you leave it there forever and ever, amen. Because if you move it, they get moody and their leaves fall off and then you've got a sick plant on your hands and you have to nurse it back to health. And we're not all nurses here, so sometimes it can take quite the dedication and empathy. Um, if you're a busy person like us, um, you might not have time for that. So keep that in mind when you're placing your plants. Find it, uh, do some research, find exactly where it should be in your home, and then leave it there forever and just water it on Water Wednesdays. <laughs> Next up, I want to talk about when it's best to water your plants and uh, plants that need humidity. We often forget that plants um, sometimes need to be in an environment where uh, they're best suited. So I've got some ferns in my salon, and trust me, they are not doing well. Um, throughout the day when I'm not working, my ferns are in a cooler environment. And when I am working, I've got my fireplace roaring and the heat from my blow dryer and the humidity from the sink where I'm washing hair, they thrive then. And they're doing okay for now. Um, some days they look better and then not. <laughs> but really, the best place for a fern would be in a very humid spot, like a bathroom, maybe in a kitchen where it's always warm and toasty because of the stove and the oven. Uh, yeah, they do so much better in spaces where it's nice and humid and they will just grow on and on and on for you. And uh, yeah, in that family too that does well with humidity is palms. So there's quite a few different kinds of palms. You know, you know what a palm leaf is. So there's a a kentia palm and a parlor palm, and they do really well in humid spaces like a bathroom. They're more of a taller plant, not like a fern. They grow up, so uh, that might be something to consider to fill up an empty space in a bathroom if you got a larger bathroom. So we all know plants need water, but did you actually know there are different ways you're supposed to water different plants? Yeah, I didn't know that either. So you might have to dip plants. Some need to be dipped, their root systems. Some can be watered from above, like a sprinkler, like out of a, a nice handheld watering pot. And some actually are better to have a little tray around the bottom of their base and you can water them from below where the roots can directly access that fluid. Yeah, I had no idea either, guys. But today I'm gonna to talk to you quickly about watering your plants, keeping them nice and refreshed. So most plants actually can be watered from above with your little watering pot, sprinkle some water on the leaves, no problem. But if you have something like 
um, a plant that has fuzzy leaves, you know the ones I'm talking about. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but those fuzzy leafed uh, plants, you need to water them actually from below. They do so much better when their water reaches their roots immediately. Now, if you want your plants to have optimum health, it's best not to use the hard water that comes out of your faucet, but to use filtered water. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, that's an extra step and more costly, but you've already spent money on your plants, so you might as well treat them uh, well so they have a long life and they can help clear the air in your home, uh, yeah, for you. So, you know, you've invested money in them already, so you might as well just use that filtered water. They do better with it, and you just know you're doing your best job. Okay, did you know that a good technique for watering orchids, I know we've heard about the ice the ice cube thrown in the bottom of the pot, that helps. But if you actually place your potted orchid in a container of lukewarm water and leave it there for 10 minutes, um, it actually does really well. So you can do this once a week. I've done it because I'm a little forgetful, once every two weeks and it still works. So you take that orchid out, You they're using that like clear pot that you can see inside, you can see the roots and they're pretty hardy, those roots. So you're gonna wanna just place them inside some warm water so they can soak in um, that extra little bit and yeah, leave it for 10 minutes and then put it right back in your pot. Easy peasy. Now, if you're like me and you have just been learning how to take care of plants and it's just trial and error for you and you haven't really studied yet on how to uh, deal with your plants, you might have overwatering happening where you put your finger in the potted soil that they're in and you notice, wow, they're really soaked. That always happens to me when I get my kids involved for watering them, yeah they always overwater. And then sometimes uh, you'll put your finger in your plant and you forget that you haven't watered it in weeks. It's, you know, hidden somewhere in your house in an obscure room and the soil is feeling just like dust and it could go anywhere in a minute if you sneezed at it. <laughs> so I actually have some solutions for you. If you've overwatered a plant, you can actually take newspaper, take the plant out of its, um, out of its container and wrap the, the bottom of it in newspaper and that newspaper will soak up any of that excess water and you can just kind of leave it there maybe for a day and then put it back in in the soil or the pot that it, it's been in and yeah you're gonna be taking a lot of that moisture out of the soil which the plant will be so happy about um, now if you've forgotten to water your plant like me uh, again you can do that that little trick where you dip the roots of your water of your plant into warm water so um, plants that might need that, like I said before, are orchids. Um, sometimes during the season where lilies, peace lilies are around, um, they need a lot of water too. So you can just grab them, put them in that hot, warm water. <laughs> they can have a little bath. Their roots will soak in so much of that and they'll be very grateful to you. So, did you guys also know that plants need to eat? 
yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, I did realize that I was shopping around one day at my local florist and I saw orchid food and I was like, really? It was $24 for this little container and I thought, do I actually have to feed my orchid? But it's true, so many um, plants, especially houseplants, need to be fed to keep uh, really healthy. So you can feed them annually, you can wait, and uh, the best time to feed is when potting mix is already moist. So that way we'll reach the roots directly and won't drain away. Um, and then, yeah, you can just give them a little bit of that food and you'll have to do some research because every plant is different on the type of food that they might need. Um, but it really does make a huge difference in how long your plant lives and how long it can help, you know, clean your air for you. Now, also something I never knew years ago when I was killing all my plants was not only do they need fed, but they actually need cleaned. They are like small children, except they don't yell at you. Um, so there are some ways that you can clean a plant and you'll notice that even from uh, the water droplets that crust onto the le glossy leaves of your plant, it'll leave watermarks behind. And that's not always pretty. It's more, it's nicer to have uh, nice bright leaves with no dust on them. So what you can do is if you have waxy leaves, if your plant does, if it's an orchid, if it's oh, an umbrella tree, uh, lots of those ones you can just take a damp cloth and wipe down their leaves and then it'll dry naturally But if you have a fuzzy leaved tree or prickly plants, you obviously don't want to clean the prickly plants um, My kids have tried to do that before with a cloth it didn't work. It actually ended up in they ended up in tears um, And I think some band-aids had to be used So instead get a little paintbrush and get one from the dollar store and you're just going to clean off the leaves um, and clean off the prickly um, if you've got any of those prickly ones around sometimes spider webs <laughs> up here just being honest at least at our house so instead of Poke in your finger, get that little paintbrush, and clean them off. It'll make your house just look better, and uh, yeah, people won't be poke, poking their fingers or pointing out the fact with their fingers that there's spider webs on your plants. So if you've never repotted a plant, it's not hard to do at all. It just might seem like there's a bunch of steps and it might be a little bit of a mess, but it doesn't need to be. So my first advice to you would be to put down a drop cloth. You can use a painting drop cloth just to collect any of that dirt that might spill out. Then the day before you plan on uh, repotting that plant, you've got your soil ready, you've purchased it, it's there, and you can just water your plant the day before because it will be easier to remove and less likely to have those roots be shocked. So yeah, just water it, it'll slip out nicely. And then you can even get to the night before your new pot um, ready by adding fresh potting mix to the bottom of it. You can add the food in then and then the next day once that root system of your plant is moist and uh, ready to be relocated you can just turn it upside down and kind of tap 
out the bottom of your pot and the roots will just kind of plop right out. So around the side of your pot, once you've held it in the middle of it, um, you can just hold it with one hand, look, eyeball it and see, is it right in the middle where you want it to be? And then down the sides of your pot, you're gonna wanna have at least two inches of the potting soil so that the roots are fully in, engulfed in all that new nutrients. And then after you're done the very next day, add a little bit of water to your plant and it will be ready to go, ready to get bigger, growing in that new pot. So these are just tried and true things I have learned through the years after trying to grow a green thumb. And I know these tips will help you so much with choosing what plants you wanna have in your house, where to put them, how to treat them, how to care for them, how to wash them, how to feed them. And uh, lastly, I wanna say you need to actually give your plants a haircut if they have leaves that are browning or dried out, just cut them right off. So then that nutrients goes right to the middle of the plant and can go to those healthy leaves or healthy pieces that are coming off from the root system. So guys, that's it. That's all I have for you today having to do with plants. I hope that if you are growing some in your own home that they are lasting longer for you now that you know a little bit more about how to treat them and where to put them and what to do with them. And I do hear that speaking very positively to a plant instead of telling them how terrible they look can go a very long way. And I believe in words of affirmation and how much that can uh, boost my spirit. So I'm sure it can probably help all the little friendly green plants you have around your spaces too. So guys, if you have any plant advice for me, I'd love to hear it. I'm always open to new suggestions and there's so many tips out there on how to really hone that green thumb. So let me know if you are a crazy plant lady, please send me your tips. Um, my email is thislittleestate at hotmail.ca and yeah, tell me everything you know because we could maybe put um, all that information on another episode or I know it can help my plants and they'll be thankful for to you for sharing. So guys, thanks for listening so much. Um, I hope that you you are creating and building a life that fills you up. Okay, my friends, thank you so, so much for listening in to today's episode of This Little State Podcast, all about plant life and health. I'm really grateful that you took some time out of your busy creative day to learn and grow with me, and I hope you'll come back often. If this podcast inspired you in any way, I hope that you will share it with a friend because that's how we can grow this podcast and not only grow plants. So you can also check out my website, thislittlestate.com. I share all of our family's creative home tutorials there all the ones we've completed in the last seven years. So there's so much there for you. I'd love for that space to inspire your next home or life project. So thanks again for tuning in to the space. I look forward to creating more connections with you between now and our next episode. Until then, keep building a creative life that fills you up.